On this week's episode of Smarter Building Materials Marketing, Beth and I dive into some data that we've recently collected on what builders are looking for from building materials companies. We did a survey across the US where we interviewed builders on what they're looking for specifically from building materials companies and how you can target them more effectively. This data that we've collected is awesome and I'm really excited to share it with you, but hopefully it helps you in your marketing efforts when targeting builders. So with that being said, let's dive into the podcast. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. Welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing. I am Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov, and we have an awesome show planned for you today. We're going to be sharing some data that we've collected on builders across the U.S. on what they're looking for in manufacturers when they're trying to bring them into their projects. We've surveyed over 100 residential builders across the U.S. We actually just released a report on our website that you can check out in our resources section that digs into this data specifically. But for the purpose of today's podcast, we're going to share with you some really interesting nuggets about what the data says about how manufacturers can better market and better sell to builders. As Zach said, we surveyed over 100 residential builders across the U.S. And these builders build anywhere from a handful of homes a year to 500 plus homes throughout the year. And we found some really cool things that we want to share with you today. Two things that stand out just before we dig in, two things that we saw stand out from the data is that first, builders view risk of the unknown as the biggest hurdle to overcome when considering switching to a new product. We're actually going to talk a lot more about what that risk looks like, and how you can help them feel like you're mitigating that risk and addressing it head on. But that was one of the biggest issues that they see with switching to a new product. Basically, what they're saying is, why would I switch? I carry the risk. I'm the one who has the most to lose. You're just going to gain a sale. But I carry the risk in the short term and into the long term. It's not just an immediate thing that, that ends as soon as it's installed, but their name is on that house for a very, very long time. So we'll talk more about how can you address risk and how can you actually use that to your advantage to be able to partner with new builders and sell more product. The other thing that the report has, Beth, that we're not going to get into today is we've got some great insights about demographics, which frankly, nobody wants to listen to a podcast about. Let's dig into the age and race and purchase habits. I mean, all these little demographic profile elements, which are are valuable, but for the purpose of today's podcast, we're not going to focus on that, even though that that is in the report. We're going to primarily focus on how you can sell to builders and some different tactics that we've seen work, as well as what the data says to help you do that more effectively. The second thing we found as a unifying theme throughout the survey was that builders really use a manufacturer's website as their primary source of product information. And in the report, we go into more detail about how to help builders find your products online. Again, we're not going to be able to dig into that too much today, but we just wanted to bring those two pieces to light because they were really common themes that just across the board that kept coming up, no matter what questions we asked or how we asked them, those two themes of concerns about risk and wanting to be able to use the manufacturer's website as their main resource and sometimes finding that very frustrating, just to be honest, uh, really just kept coming up over and over again. So if you're looking to grow sales with builders, the number one thing you need to be thinking about is that every builder wants to feel like you have a plan for them specifically. Granted, your marketing might be tailored to builders as a whole. You might have some programs that you built from a marketing standpoint, but when you're actually targeting or talking to a builder, 
you need to make them feel like you have a plan that works for them and their business. You understand the type of homes that they're selling and you understand their market where they are geographically as well and what's going to work there. We're going to dig into the specifics of that a little bit more, but I think that's the number one place to start is whether you're looking at your sales efforts or your marketing efforts, you need to make the builder feel like you have a plan for them. You know, Zach, that makes me think about our interview with John Vaughn from Brand Vaughn Lumber uh, on episode 16. And that was one of the things he said. I mean, he's a dealer. He's not a builder. He's a dealer who sells to builders. Uh, But one of the things he said is, you know, what makes me feel like I can partner with a manufacturer and know that that's going to be successful is when they bring me a plan, when they know my market. That was a main theme that he talked about a lot is really knowing the market, not just this is a product that sold well, but knowing how it would sell. He's in Atlanta, how it would sell in the Atlanta market, and then being able to bring leads as well. You know, Beth, one thing that we saw in the report is we actually asked people how do they feel about manufacturers? And we pulled out some quotes from that specifically. And one person said that they need manufacturers to understand their market. They literally said, understanding our market in our city and what other builders are doing in our cities. AKA what they're saying is, you need to help me understand what other builders are doing to be successful in my market because I need, I'm I'm competing against them. Well, and part of that is treat me like a person. Right. You've got to know me. I'm not the builder that you just met with last week, five counties over or six states over. What are you going to do for my business? How? What do you know about my customers, about my demographic that I'm targeting to? You know, our our geographic region is different. Our weather patterns are different. Maybe the you know the general age demographic is different. Our population is growing. Our population is shrinking. There's a thousand homes being built. There's no homes being built. Homes are being sold at rock bottom prices. Homes are being sold at the top of the market. What what can you do? What can you tell me about how your product fits in with my market and meets my needs? You know, the common theme we saw in looking at the data here, Beth, about how builders feel about manufacturers is that they feel like they're there just to push their product. Yeah. And I think that hits on the point that you just had, which is treat them like a person, understand what problems that they have not only within their business, but their market as a whole. And and what is your plan to help them deal with those problems? You're not just there to push a product, you're there to help them solve a problem. Well, the other thing we saw here too is that, and you mentioned this right at the beginning of the podcast, but the risks that they take in trying new products, it's huge. Like they have, frankly, they have more to lose than you do. Yeah. And trying your product that they have never tried your product before they have so much more to lose. Like they're looking at everything from not only supporting that product today in the actual build process, but year, five, 10 years down the road. Like that's their name. That's their reputation. It might be your product in the house, but they're the one who built the house and the one who chose and specified the product. Yeah. That was probably the number one thing we saw come up. You know, how do you feel about manufacturers? What do you wish manufacturers knew? What do you wish other people in the building materials industry, architects, designers knew about your job. It was risk, risk, and risk. One person even said, if my product is working, the products that we're using are working, why would I switch to something, quote, and they put quotes, better? Yeah. I mean, that's that, you got to know the answer to that question. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, that, and this is something you and I were talking about before the podcast, Beth, but like understanding the narrative c- across the board from your marketing department to your sales department about how to deal with those objections is, is critical. So if people are going to know, hey, there's there's our product is similar to another product that they're already using, why in the world are they going to choose yours? You got to know the answer to that in a really succinct way. And I think, Zach, we're going to talk a little bit about being honest because that was another 
piece that came up a lot is just the honesty factor of tell me where it's going to work and tell me where it's not going to work. But addressing these things head on, addressing that that known risk that, hey, I know I'm asking you to take a risk. Here's how I'm going to help make that risk worth your while. Don't ignore the fact that your builder is taking a risk on you. Don't hope that they don't bring it up because they're thinking it, right? Even if they don't say out loud, hey, man, I just I don't really feel like putting my reputation on the line for you. If you can address it head on and help them see where the solution is, you're going to make them feel more confident in trying out your product. The other thing I oftentimes will challenge building materials companies to do is to actually lead with why a builder might not choose their product. Like, why should you not choose my product? Like, go head head you know head first into their objections and deal with those first and say, hey, we're not right for everyone, but we're right for these people because of these reasons. We are a fine wine, if you will. Not everyone's going to like us, but those that do are going to love us. And if you, if you deal with that objection, it's going to bring those walls down. And it's also going to help them know like, hey, these guys understand the bigger picture that's at play. They understand that there's more at risk for them, the builder, than there is for the manufacturer. Yeah, that's a great point. We've talked about a couple of pieces around it, Zach, but one of the things we wanted to make sure that we talked about today is, so what can you do? If you're a manufacturer and you want to get in with a builder, what can you do? So if you're trying to get in with a builder for the first time, you have to have a bulletproof offer. You have to bring more to the table than, I have a cool product, it has some cool benefits, it's going to be slightly marginally better than what you're currently using at a similar price range. That's just, it's not going to move the needle. That's not going to make anybody switch to you or try out your product. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to have a ton of impact there. So when Beth talks about a bulletproof offer, what we're saying here is you need to know all of the objections that somebody might have before they choose your product. And you need to come in with a plan and an offer that, that focuses on solving those objections or dealing with them. So when we look at the data from our report, the common things that people struggle with, the common things that, that builders want is they want to know warranty, reliability, performance, the actual cost on the front end and the back end of your product. They want you to be honest. They want to know about availability and lead time. And and the really, really critical one is expectations on post-delivery or post-install, especially if they're trying a new product. They want to know you're going to be there to help them, not just sell them the product and be done. If you can create an offer, and maybe you don't need to have all those things in there, create an offer or some sort of plan and say, hey, I know that there's a lot of risk for you and I want to deal with that risk. I know you've got some hesitation. Like, here's what we're willing to do. And, and, and put your money where your mouth is. You know, Figure out a way to get in with those builders if you're really serious about it and show them how you can help. I think it's important, Zach, to remember that you're not going to be the first manufacturer having a conversation with them about switching to a new material or trying out a new product. One, one of the responses in the survey that we just thought was really outstanding and kind of frames it all up is, we have been burned by being the guinea pig. Maybe your product really is superior. Maybe you really are going to help them grow market share and shave off install time and not need to have really skilled laborers to install, maybe you really are going to be able to give them so many benefits. But you are one in a dozen manufacturers calling on them that week, and one in a 100 or more 
that they're talking to on a regular basis. And so they've been in this game for a long time. They have, they've tried it out. They've taken risks. They've been burned. Maybe they've taken risks a couple times and it's worked out. But either way, you've got to overcome not just here's why you should try my product, but kind of all of those other conversations that are in their head that they've had in the past, all of those other circumstances and experiences that they've had. So just remember to think a little bit larger than get your product in the door. Well, I think the other point there too, Beth, is understanding what the drivers are for each player within a builder. Within an actual builder company, like depending upon their size, you have those in purchasing, you have those in marketing, you have those within production too. Like there are so many different people involved in deciding on a product. Like I think in our in the actual report of the individuals that we interviewed, 90% of the people that we surveyed actually helped choose the materials that were going to be used within projects, which shows, hey, the decision for what materials goes in, it's not one person. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of people you've got to market to and you've got to know what matters to all of them. So when you think about your marketing, you think about your sales efforts, understanding okay, what matters to the people in marketing within the builder as well as those in sales or those within production or those within whatever department, you've got to make sure you've got answers to the problems that they have as well as the questions they've they've got too. It really comes down to five key drivers that are constantly on the mind of residential builders. One is time. So time includes a couple of different facets. It's time to install, lead time, time from ordering until delivery, and availability. As soon as I call you, am I going to be able to get that product? Or is there a lead time from the call even before I'm able to know that it's been shipped? The second key driver is money or cost. How much is your product going to cost them today to purchase it? How much is it going to cost them to install? Is it cost them less time, cost them less money? as well as what's the cost of, of ownership for that product as well. Like they've got to support that house. They've got to put their name on it so that the money is not just a simple, Hey, it costs you less money than this, than this competitor. They're thinking about the long-term life cycle of supporting that house that they're building. And the third key driver is actually really tied very closely to time and money. And it's about how would changing products, how would switching to the product that you manufacture affect the other materials in the home? That's an immediate point to address head on. Are they going to have to make other changes, other products that they would typically purchase, other colors that they would typically use, other, you know, coatings or anything like that? Are they going to have to change those other typically purchased products? And how is that going to affect, again, time and budget? So the fourth thing to think about is curb appeal. And I don't just mean how does the house look from the curb. What I mean is how is your product going to help them make more money and sell more homes? And that's not just aesthetic products too. So if you've got an installation, for example, that helps people save money on their energy bill, and when they're selling it to homeowners, they can say, hey, you're going to save this amount of money by buying our house because we've used this kind of installation. Like That's a really compelling point as to why someone might buy that house. So you're helping them in their marketing, you're helping them in their sales, even if it's not necessarily aesthetic. Which brings us to the final driver, which is telling the story of how your product is going to help them. It has to be more than you should use this product or my product is a cool new idea or it's innovative. What's the story behind it? One of the reasons you want to do that is homeowners love a story. Give your builder a story they can sell to homeowners. Homeowners love to say the details about their home when they're entertaining guests or when people come over after they've moved in, they want to be able to tell that story. 
What's the story about your product and how it adds to the home as a whole? You know, Beth, one thing we were saying just a minute ago about what builders are looking for is there's a lot of different features and components to choosing the products that go in their house. But understanding that there's a ton of risk involved with using your product, as well as the fact that they're frankly just looking for honest people to work with, are two really, really critical components. One person in the research report actually said cost is extremely important, but not critical. If it doesn't provide value, it's not valuable to me as a home builder. And I think that's so important to think about because there's there's so much risk involved with choosing your product that if there's not tremendous value as to why they should use it and you're not being honest with them about it, like they're not they're not gonna take you seriously. One thing that we hear builders say a lot is that they want incentives to try a new product. And it can sound like, man, you're just in it, like you're just looking for a budget cut or you're just looking you know, to get take some money off the top. But really what they're saying is, you've got to give me something. Like I'm putting myself on the line. And again, we've said it a couple of times, but it's not just, okay, once it's installed, like, phew, we can all move on. But their name is attached to that house for a very, very long time. And that homeowner is probably not going to remember the brand name of every single product that's in their home, but they are going to remember the name of the person who built their home, of the builder that they worked with, met face-to-face, saw on the job site while their home was under construction or walked through the finished or almost completed house with. They're going to remember that guy. So when something fails three, six months, even a year later, they're going to blame the builder. They're not going to blame the manufacturer. And that's going to hurt him in the long run. Yeah. I think if I was a manufacturer, like if I was getting, if I got my product into a builder spec, I would make it like my number one goal for like the first three, maybe five houses. Like I give them the most attention possible mm-hmm. on site and even post, even post, you know, finish of the home, just so they know that like, we're going to stand by a product. And if anything ever goes wrong, like we're here. Cause like that is such an intrinsic valuable component to any relationship where they can know, Hey, these guys are going to stand by their product. They're going to support us, not just in selling us a a good product, but they're going to support us in the service that we need to. Well, and let's talk also Zach about support before delivery gets there. How are you going to guarantee availability? How are you going to keep my job timeline on time? We live in the days of Amazon. And while we know that in the construction industry, not everything can be delivered for free within two business days like Prime, we are more and more attuned to long lead times. We are more and more adverse to that, especially if this is something where the homeowner is already part of the process, they're going to feel that. So you need to be able to guarantee fill rate. You need to be able to guarantee availability delivery time? And then how are you going to mitigate that issue if something comes up with on-time delivery? You've now thrown off my entire project timeline because I took a risk on your product and you couldn't deliver the way that you said that you would. Yeah. You oversold me. And now I look back at the homeowner. Exactly. Like you just can't do that. I mean, John John Vaughn talked Mm -hmm, about that. mm -hmm. You know, that's he talked about that very thing. Like, don't oversell me. Be honest with me. I'd much rather be honest and take longer than you oversell me and we're wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's some really common tools you're going to need when marketing to builders as well. So if you know, okay, yes, we've got a good plan. We've got a good strategy to go after these builders in this market. You're going to need a couple different tools in place. 
A lot of builders love to see case studies and examples of your product being used. Not only how does it look, but what's the install process? What's your warranty? Um, what's the life of that product look like down the road? Having all of those materials and having case studies and testimonials alongside that is incredibly valuable. The other thing that's really beneficial are things like calculators. You can showcase, okay, how much how much product do we need? But not only that, but how is that product going to work through the life cycle of the ownership of your house? Like having those kinds of things to project the value of your product is really, really beneficial too. Granted, you as Beth mentioned earlier, you need to have information on availability, leads, lead times, how it's going to work, how it's going to be installed. But all these other little tools that can showcase your thinking about the problems and questions that they might have is going to help your marketing your sales efforts too. It really comes down to helping builders stand out. So you're competing against other manufacturers product for product. Builders are competing against other builders. They're competing against currently built homes. They're competing against homes that are being sold by builders, by owners, by real estate agents. Their competition is so high. Beth, that really gets down to how is your product going to help them, as you said, stand out? How are you going to help them sell against that used house down the street? How are you going to help them sell against that other builder? Like They have so much competition that if you can tell the story or the narrative about how your product is going to help them be more competitive, save time, save money, and stand out, like that is going to be a winning conversation for you as well as the builder. And it, it might, not, might not happen overnight, but if you continue to, to train your team, whether it's your marketing team or your sales team, to have that same story and to know those bullet points as to why people should consider your product and what you're trying to do to get in with people, like you're going to win in the long run. And it's helpful also to think through the perspective of not just the builder, but the builder's customer, the homeowner, right? So if you look at new construction homes that have been built with like the 2016, 2017, 2018, it's interesting to look and see that they're actually trending away from those standard builder stock doors, like the six panel doors. In the age of HGTV and Joanna and Chip Gaines, the standard builder stock homes are not nearly as appealing to homeowners as they used to be. People expect subway tile and beautiful barn doors and shiplap to come standard on their new construction homes. So you have to think through that perspective as well. You're not just selling your product to the builder in the 2001 homeowner market. You're selling to them in a way that where people are more aware of trends, they're more bought into those trends, and they have a higher expectation for what they're going to get out the gate. True. You know, Beth, you know, the thing I liked about this podcast so far is it's a little different than what we typically talk about. And then like we typically talk about like tactics and things that work. But like if you really dig into the data about the demographics of these builders, like it's really interesting to look at what actually matters to them so that your messaging can line up. Like, yes, like email marketing can work with builders and like, yes, social is important. Yes, photography is important. But like what really matters to their business? Yeah. Like how can you understand those things? And so that you can not only make your marketing more effective, but your sales more effective. But with all that being said, like I, I think there's such good information in that report and we encourage everybody to go download it. It's at venvio.com slash resources, or you can just go to a website and go to a resources section. You'll see that there's a link to this new bill report. Um, it's completely free. So I encourage you to download it. But if you like this content and you want more of it, also make sure you go to venvio.com slash podcast and subscribe to this podcast. Until next time, I am Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. 
You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit benvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.